Welcome to episode 10 of the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast, where you'll hear what it's like to train for and run your first marathon. I'm Dwayne France, and together with Coach Morgan Lattimore, the people's coach, we're going to share the week-by-week training journey that will take me, just a regular guy and a mere mortal, to the finish line of my first marathon. And if I can do it, you can too. Thanks for joining us for the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast. I'm excited to be going on this journey and pleased to invite you to join me along the way. There's a couple of ways that we can be connected. Follow the podcast wherever you listen to them and you'll be notified when a new episode comes out. You can also see where the journey takes me by connecting on Strava by going to strava.com forward slash athletes forward slash M3 podcast. There, you'll see if I'm following the training plan like I'm supposed to. And you can find all the episodes on the fundraising page of my charity partner, The Second Wind Fund at coloradogives.org forward slash M3 podcast. The mission of the Second Wind Fund is to decrease the incidence of suicide in children and youth by removing barriers to treatment. They match children and youth at risk for suicide with licensed therapists in their communities and pay for up to 12 sessions of therapy when there's a barrier to treatment. And simply by listening right now, you're doing your part. Every time someone listens to an episode, $1 will be donated to the Second Wind Fund up to $1,000. So listen, share, and know that you're doing your part to stop suicide in children and youth in Colorado. So check out coloradogives.org forward slash M3 podcast for all the episodes to give to the cause or simply to see how far we've gotten. This week, we're going to take a look at week seven of training. Coach Morgan has mentioned in the past that typically he's not meeting with his athletes as frequently as he and I are meeting, and we've been connecting each week for the sake of the podcast. But this week, he took a look at my training progress and said all was looking good, so we decided that this week was going to be a solo week. On this episode, it's just you and me. I'm feeling pretty good about this past week and have some thoughts. Not only that, this week wrapped up the Taji 100 Virtual Challenge, so I'm going to be chatting about that a bit and share some thoughts that I'm having around the training. So take a listen to my recap of Week 7, and then afterwards we'll wrap up and share what's going to be coming up next. Week 7 of 19. On Monday of this training week, I had 90 days to go, 12 weeks, 3 months to go before the Colfax Marathon. So I'll share a bit about the training and a couple of thoughts about the runs during the week. I'll also talk a bit about my thoughts around where we're at with our weekly mileage and share my experience with the Taji 100 Virtual Challenge. So during week 7, we ran a total of 6 days a week with the shortest run being 4 miles and 2 runs of 6 miles. We got up to a total of 32 miles this week, which is a high point so far in the training, which I'll talk about in a minute. So as you heard on the last episode, week six of training ended with me being sidelined by a sinus infection. So Monday was the first day back running after a couple, after being off for a couple of days. Not only that, as Coach Morgan said in the last episode, I still had some lingering issues. And given that Monday was a holiday, I ran a bit later in the day than I typically do. I recall telling Coach Morgan in my post-run comments that I felt like five miles was about all I could do that day. I had no fuel left in the tank and really started dragging during the last mile. I recognized that I had overdressed for the temperature and was shedding layers left and right. The next day was better, another five-mile run, and I paced it well so that I still felt like I had energy at the end of it. By the time Wednesday came around, I felt strong again and knocked out the scheduled six-mile run. But with the 16 miles in three days after overcoming that sinus infection, I was glad to have Thursday off. Friday was another six-mile run scheduled, and regular listeners to the podcast will know that As this is Colorado in February, I usually don't have a problem running in the cold. Quite the opposite, in fact. And folks seem to think that it's constant snow here, but it isn't. 
It is often cold though, and my rule of thumb is that if the temps hit single digits, then I think very hard about running outside. I'll run outside in 11 degree weather. I will usually run inside in 9 degree weather. Those of you listening in the south may think I'm crazy, and those of you listening in the great northern stretches may think that single digits are okay. But as an old sergeant major of mine once told me, there are very few words in the dictionary between stud and stupid. I'm certain he was trying to explain where I was in relation to that line at the time, but he was right. And on Friday, the temps were in the single digits, so I headed onto the army base to grab an open treadmill. Some people have no problem at all with longer runs in a treadmill, and others dread it. I'm not a fan of it, mostly because of my history with it. Back in my previous running phase, I was deployed to Iraq on a forward operating base that was about one square mile. So if you wanted to run any distance at all, you ran in the gym on the treadmill. I was training for a half marathon at the time, so I was running 10 or 12 miles on the treadmill. And that was enough for me to last a lifetime. But I can hit the machine when I need to. And I'll tell you, it's kind of fun to have the young troops next to you get on the machine, warm up, run their short little runs, cool down, and walk away while you're still going for your long run and I avoided frostbite and hypothermia, which is always a plus. The weather improved, and Saturday had some nice warm temperatures, and Coach scheduled a four-mile steady run. I remembered what he said. Easy-paced runs are to be run at about 10 minutes, 30 seconds or so, but steady runs can be run at whatever pace feels right as long as it's consistent. If you've been watching on Strava, you'll see that my easy runs were at about a 10 minute 30 pace, with runs that I'm pushing that easy pace hitting around the 940 mark. On the Saturday run, however, I ran at an 854 pace. I felt really good. I did have some hills in my neighborhood route that slowed me down a bit for sure. The first mile was at 840 and the next was at 830, but the last two were around 859 and 912. Not only that, I knew that I still had another six miles the next day, so I didn't want to blast myself, but I felt really strong and had a great run. Then the last run was a six mile run and was scheduled to be an easy run. I very much focused on backing off the pace and keeping it easy. But as I found during this training period, I noticed that I tend to run faster in daylight than when I usually run, which is in the darkness. But I kept it at around a 10-minute pace and felt really strong at the end of the run, feeling like I still had a lot more fuel in the tank, which is surprising given that it had rounded out a 32-mile week. So a bit on that. I'm kind of surprised at how good I feel after running a 32-mile week, especially since we've got three months to go before the marathon. As you may have heard if you listened to the first episode, I've run a number of half marathons, the most recent being December of 2022. When I've trained for them, I use training plans I found on the internet and usually followed a 15 or 16 week training plan. So if I compare my training plans now to my previous training cycle, I would be in week three of a 15 week training plan. Looking back, my training looked like this, running five days a week, Monday through Thursday, with the longest run during the week being a five mile run, and the long run, which was usually on Saturday, being an 11 mile run. Mind you, this was September of last year, and I had been steadily running about 20 miles a week up to that point. During that half-marathon training plan, the highest weekly mileage I got to was 32 miles a week during week 12 of the 15-week training plan, and that was with a 14-mile long run. Looking at the training schedule now, Coach has me running a training load of 32 miles at 12 weeks out, but none of the runs have been longer than 6 miles. Yes, a couple of weeks ago he added a sixth day of running a week, where I had previously only been running five days a week. But he's also spreading the training load across the week and getting the mileage higher across each run rather than jacking up the mile in the longest run of the week. The thing that is kind of a surprise to me, as I mentioned though, is how I feel physically after a 32 mile training load. I think back to a similar load from my previous training and I was sore after the long run days. This time I feel great. I don't feel like I ran 32 miles this week physically. And again, 
It's probably because the training load has been spread out rather than cramming it all into one day. Not only that, I wasn't running smart or strategic then either. The long runs were probably being done a minute faster than what Coach Morgan has helped me understand is my easy pace. The other thing I want to check in on regarding training load is how quickly it has built. If you've been listening to the journey so far, or go back and listen to the episodes 3 or 4, we were only doing 17 or 18 miles, with the longest run in those weeks being 5 miles. We weren't scheduled to pick up 6 miles until week 6, and we don't hit 10 miles until week 9. At the beginning of this training cycle, I had 4 months till the marathon, and we were still only doing 15 miles. I have complete trust in Coach Morgan, and I knew he was going to get me there, but how quickly he's gotten me there has also been a bit of a surprise. One more day of running and the gradual buildup of mileage across the week. All of a sudden, we're at 32 miles a week, and I still feel strong and capable after each run. Now, going back to pacing, this is one of the biggest lessons that I've learned so far, that Coach is helping me understand what slow is. I'm sure I'm about to learn what fast is, and as Coach Morgan says, it's all relative to the athlete, but for me, Running an 8-minute mile is fast. My PR, personal record, for a 5K in this current segment of my running journey is a 7-minute, 57-second pace, and that was at a 5K in Delaware after training at altitude. My PR for running at altitude is 8.15, and for a guy who's knocking on the door of 50 and on the top side of 225 pounds, that's not too shabby. But based on how I felt during the 4-mile run this past week, I feel like I could do at least that, if not better, for a 5K at this point. But I recognize that, for many out there, running at 10.30 is their fast pace, and their easy pace is closer to 11 or 12 minutes. And there are some of you who are listening, even folks my age or older, where my fast pace is their easy pace. We're all different shapes and sizes. I realized this when I lined up for the half marathon back in December. Looking around, I wasn't the tallest or the shortest. I wasn't the oldest or the youngest. I wasn't the biggest or the smallest. I knew I wouldn't be the fastest and was pretty sure that I wouldn't be the slowest. I certainly wasn't the person out there with the most amount of hair, and given the good old mustache and freedom beard, as we call it in the veteran space, I wasn't the person with the least amount of hair either. The single thing that we all had in common was that we were runners, and on that day we were going to run 13.1 miles. There is such a broad representation of people in our chosen sport that there's no single characteristic that makes someone a runner except for the point that they do, in fact, run. So don't let pace run the table, and I'm starting to learn that running slow to run fast is a real thing. One more point before I wrap this up. Coach Morgan's going to be back next week, we promise. But the six-mile run on Sunday wrapped up the Taji 100 virtual race. I wanted to share a bit about the challenge, which you can find on the About page at Taji100.com. The first Taji 100 was held at former Camp Taji in Al-Taji, Iraq in February of 2010. The once thriving American military base was located in a rural region approximately 20 miles north of Baghdad. During the Saddam years, the camp was an Iraqi Republican Guard base central to the production of chemical weapons. Camp Taji was heavily bombed during Operation Desert Fox and came under American control in 2003. Captain Carol DePardo, 211th Military Police Battalion, created the friendly competition for her fellow troops in Camp Taji with a simple goal, run 100 miles during the month of February. Although Captain DePardo originally established the challenge to promote cardiovascular health and fitness, the run was also instrumental in helping U.S. servicemen were stationed there to relieve stress and boredom during what was often a long and tedious deployment. With nearly 300 registered runners and walkers in its first year, the inaugural Taji 100 was a huge success. Paul Fukuma, executive director and chairman of Taji 100, was a participant in the first challenge while serving as a U.S. Army combat medic in Taji. 
To help others follow through with their New Year's health and fitness resolutions, he organized the first stateside Taji 100 in 2011. Paul says, I see most people's New Year's resolution motivation start to fade after only a month. This challenge will help to keep those fitness promises and hopefully get people over that slump in motivation. The Taji 100 Challenge has been held every year since and has grown to have thousands of participants across the globe. Where it used to just be a run, walk, hike, or elliptical, other activities have been added, such as 300 miles of cycling, 25 miles swimming, and 200,000 meters rowing. You can earn achievements, which are basically digital badges, for the time of day, distances, running on holidays, and running at different times of the day. If you're a regular listener, you wouldn't be surprised to hear that I am proud to have earned the early bird badge 17 times this month, meaning I ran before 7 a.m., and didn't earn the night owl or midnight badges because I'm usually asleep by then. The funniest badge, which I had the honor or shame to earn three times, is the better than nothing badge, meaning that I logged a distance less than a mile. Holiday badges this month included running on National Pizza Day, Groundhog Day, Valentine's Day, President's Day, Mardi Gras, and the Super Bowl. But it was a great experience and a fun way to stay active and go a long distance in the shortest month of the year. So you may have missed it in 2023, but you can join next year by going to Taji100.com. So that was week seven. As Coach Morgan and I are heading into some busy travel seasons, the training is about to get sporty, as one of my teammates in Afghanistan used to say. Kind of chaotic and maybe a little challenging. During week eight, I'm traveling to Washington, D.C. for work, and week nine, I'm going to be traveling to the San Francisco Bay Area. I've got some other work travel coming up, but I've also signed up for some races, including a local 5K in a couple of weeks. Not only that, we're going to start ramping up mileage with eight-mile runs and 10-mile runs coming up in the next few weeks. So Coach Morgan and I are going to be talking about fueling while training for longer runs in next week's episode. So thanks for joining us for the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast, where you can hear mere mortals like you and me reach our goals as I train for the 2023 Denver Colfax Marathon. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at Dwayne at VeteranMentalHealth.com. If you want to support a great cause, I'm a charity partner with the Second Wind Fund a Colorado organization that focuses on improving access and delivery of suicide prevention care for children and youth at risk for suicide. You can donate to the cause by going to coloradogives.org forward slash M3 podcast. As a reminder, simply by listening to this show, a dollar's going into the pot. If you want more dollars to go into the pot, share the show with others who may appreciate it as well. If you want to reach out to Coach Morgan to show appreciation for the excellent work that he does or to sign up for the People's Coach newsletter, you can find him at morganlatimore.com. All of the links to each of these are going to be in the show notes. So thanks for joining us for another episode of the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast. And just remember, mere mortals can do extraordinary things.